Hello, boxing fans. Thank you for joining me once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. Let's start off with a quick little story out of Split Team Management. We're very proud of their fighters, as all uh, seven fighters under the Split Team Management banner had their hands raised in victories in three locales over two countries. Five of those fights took place at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 2021 U.S. Olympian Tiger Johnson won a four-round unanimous decision over Xavier Madrid in a battle of undefeated welterweights. Johnson landed 83 of 263 punches. Madrid was 45 out of 235. Elsewhere, Stephen Shaw stopped Joey Dueco in the eighth and final round of their heavyweight bout. Shaw dominated the action and landed hard shots throughout the durable Dueco, on the durable Dueco. Finally, in round 10, Shaw landed a big flurry and the corner of Dueco stopped the fight at one minute and four seconds. Carla Torres won an eight-round majority decision over Pink Tyson in a junior lightweight bout. Uh, Torres, 129 pounds out of Cleveland, won by scores of 80-72, 77-5, and 76-76, and is now 7-6. and six. Tyson, 130 pounds out of Brighton, England, is now 11-3. and three. Haven Brady Jr., one of Mike Orr at four's favorites, was impressive in shutting out Julian Olgin over six rounds in their featherweight bout. Uh, and Brady, uh, who's fighting, uh, oh, wow, he won scores of 60-54 in all cards and is now 5-0, and oh, undefeated. Olgin, who's on 27 pounds, fighting out of Mexico, is 15-21-5. and five. Dante Benjamin Jr. made a successful pro debut with a first-round stoppage over Emmy Rendon in a light heavyweight bout. And at the R Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh, super middleweight Tika Hemingway went 2-0 with a unanimous decision over Josette Coton by scores of 40-36 twice and 39-37. Hemingway was an amateur rival with Clarissa Shields and had three amateur wins over current unified world champion Franchon Cruz Desern, former world champion Alicia Napoleon, and former interim world champion Raquel Miller. In Mexico, Welterweight Mary Spencer out of Boulder, Colorado, via Ontario, Canada. Mary was uh, on our Olympic, Olympia, Olympic team. Made it 3-0 in her professional career with a unanimous decision victory. Uh, more on those uh, fights and some great pictures. Uh, please go along to the Boxing247.com website. Elsewhere, we see coming up on February 5th, Rising Unbeaten Star, Jesus Mono Ramos will take on super welterweight contender Vladimir Hernandez in a 10-round showdown on the undercard uh, of the uh, Fox paper, pay, PBC pay-per-view event uh, from the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay. Josito Lopez was injured in training and forced to withdraw from his bout against Abel Ramos in a pay-per-view attraction. Jesus Ramos versus Hernandez replaces the Abel Ramos versus Josito Lopez bout on the pay-per-view lineup. And as I said, that's the uh, undercard taking place with, uh, the, I believe it's the Keith Thurman fight. Uh, yes, uh, Keith Thurman versus, uh, I mean, I've got this story coming up later on the show, uh, versus Mario Barrios. Okay, let's go on now to York Hall in England. Undefeated Irish sensation Paul Ryan will make his return to the ring next week 
after being added to the upcoming MTK Fight Night event at York Hall. The card in London takes place on Friday, 11th of February, and will be broadcast live in the U.S. on ESPN Plus in association with Top Rank and worldwide on IFL TV. Ryan, who's 2-0 with one knockout, makes his return following a dominant first-round knockout uh, win last, last time out when he needed just 47 seconds to stop Damien Escabel back in October. Ryan dropped Escabel twice in the fight at Ulster Hall, following on from his debut win over Kyle Hughes back in April 2021. Taking place in Melrose, Massachusetts at Memorial Hall, Connor Coyle is going toe-to-toe against Rodrigo Lopez. Connor the Kid Coyle risks his perfect record against Brazilian knockout artist Rodrigo Lopez on Saturday, February 19th at Memorial Hall in Melrose, Massachusetts. Coyle, who is from Northern Ireland but trains in St. Petersburg, Florida, is 14-0 with six of his victories coming by knockout. The 31-year-old was slated to face rugged contender Guido Nicolas Pito, of Argentina, but he was forced to withdraw. Since suffering his only career defeat, Lopez, who's 8-1 with seven knockouts, has been in the gym working on his craft. Team Lopez claims their boxer will be a totally different fighter than the one previously seen, since he'll be competing as a full-fledged middleweight rather than as a weight-drained welterweight. The eight-round Coyle-Lopez matchup is for the ABF Continental America's middleweight title. Universal Boxing Organization, UBO, has some news for us. Let's have a quick look and see what's available. The UBO female world welterweight champion, Summer Lin, who's 6-0 with three knockouts, is scheduled to return to action on February 12th. Lin, from Chicago and trained by accomplished coach Rick Ramos, alongside IBF, IBO, WBC, and WBA world champion Jessica McCaskill, will be fighting an opponent to be confirmed over six rounds at Rhythm, Rhythm City Casino in Davenport, Iowa. In a genuine Ghanaian super fight, undefeated UBO international super lightweight champion, Robert Quay, who's 20 and 0 with 17 knockouts, will clash with George Ashai, who's 32, five and one with 21 knockouts on March 6th at the Bokum Boxing Arena down in Accra, that's the capital city of Ghana. The stopper, Quay, who won the UBO title last October with a first-round knockout over Nathaniel Nupke, has better statistics than the younger man by eight years, but Red Tiger Ashi has experience on his side and is coming up four wins inside the distance. In other UBO news, UBO Central Africa super welterweight titleist Jax Tshibu Mukbu, who's 7-1 with four knockouts from the Democratic Republic of Congo as relocated in South Africa and will have his third fight there on February 20th. Mavud will face puncher Junior Makondo, who's 7-5 and five with seven knockouts in Benda with the vacant WO, that's the World Boxing Federation, WBF, All-Africa Super Welterweight title on the line. Now the news, UBO World Super Welterweight Champion Titan Brown, who's 42-8-2 with 18 knockouts, has announced his retirement from the sport as an active fighter. Brown won the UBO international title in 2017, stopping Indonesian Alexander Bajwana in Singapore and the UBO world title in 2018 by stopping Ghana's Ebenezer Lantai Limte on home soil in Australia. We wish Tommy, who's always been a great representative for our beautiful sport, a very happy retirement and have no doubt he'll be successful outside the ring as well. Elsewhere, we see the silent assassin, Savannah Marshall, is defending her WBO title on March 12th. That will be against Femke Hermans. Five months on from her stunning stoppage win in front of a sold-out crowd in Newcastle 
world middleweight champion, Savannah the Silent Assassin, Assassin Marshal, who's 11-0 with nine knockouts, makes a triumphant return to the Northeast in March for the third defense of her WBO Women's Middleweight World Championship. Standing opposite the Hartpool heroine will be the former WBO female middleweight champion and current EBU European female middleweight champion, Femke Hermans, who's 12-3 and three with five knockouts, who took Marshall's bitter rival Clarissa Shields' distance when she challenged her for the unified WBA, WBC, and IBF female middleweight titles in 2018. Marshall's battle with the Belgian brawler takes place Saturday, March 12th in Newcastle, and the venue is to be announced, and there's live and exclusive across the UK on Sky Sports. The full card, co-promoted by Boxer, that's B-O-X-X-E-R, and Wasserman Boxing, will be announced shortly. Jesse Vargas faces Liam Smith on the Taylor versus Serrano undercard on April 30th, just announced. Jesse Vargas and Liam Smith will collide in a must-win super welterweight clash at Madison Square Garden in New York on Saturday, April 30th. It's been announced live worldwide on DAZN, leading the undercard for the historic clash between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, brought to you by Matchroom Boxing and Most Valuable Promotions. Vargas, who's 29-3-2 with 11 knockouts, returns to the ring for the first time since his narrow reversal at the hands of Mikey Garcia in Texas in February 2020. The former two-weight world champion is hungry to become a three-time ruler, and the 32-year-old is training for the Smith Clash while running his political campaign to represent Nevada's fourth congressional district. Smith, who's 30-3-1 and and with 17 knockouts, will defend the WBA international strap he won in his last outing, where he stopped the local rival Anthony Fowler in eight rounds in October at the MS Arena in Liverpool, bouncing back in style from a slender loss in Russia to Magomed Kaburnov in May. The 33-year-old held the WBO world title in 2015-2016 and now sits at number four in the WBA rankings and is eyeing two-time world champion status. Elsewhere, taking place uh, again at Madison Square Garden in New York on 30th April, we see the long-awaited super middleweight undisputed clash between Franchon Cruz de Zern and Elaine Sideros, uh, with the ruler of the 168-pound division to be crowned at Madison Square Garden in New York, uh, live on the zone, on the undercard of the historic clash between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Um, Cruz de Zern and Sideros were due to clash in September, but the Swede was forced out of the hotly anticipated clash, leading it to be shelled for the second time, having also been slated for June, but canceled for the first time. WBC and WBO champion Cruz de Zern, who's 7-1 with two knockouts, officially defends her straps for the first time after the first defense of her WBO and second of the WBC against Alejandro Jimenez in January 2020 was declared a no contest after Jimenez failed the drug test. Cruz Desern won the WBC crown in her just fifth pro fight in August 2018, edging out Marcelo Cornejo and added the vacant WBO strap in her first defense of the WBC belt when she rematched Cornejo 11 months later. IBF and WBA champion Sideros, who's 8-0 with four knockouts, is ranked number one with Ring Magazine, 168 pounds, and the undefeated former pro soccer player turned elite fighter will be looking to add the Virginia fighters' belts to her straps and make it back-to-back -back wins over American fighters in her second fight in the U.S. 
the 36-year-old made her stateside bow against Alicia Napoleon Espinosa in Atlantic City in January 2020, crucially flooring the New Yorker in the second round on the way to unifying, unifying the IBF strap with Napoleon Espinosa's WA title by one point on all three cards. Hmm. In other news, Everlast partners with inspirational Bilal Fawaz. Everlast, the brand of choice for generations of world champion athletes, today proudly welcomes Bilal Fawaz as its latest brand partner. Fawaz will make his long-awaited professional debut next month when he competes at York Hall on Friday, 11th of February. Even before he steps into the paid ranks for the first time, he has already, be, he has already had to overcome a number of massive obstacles in his life, beginning in 1988 when he was born in Nigeria to a Lebanese father and Beninese mother. Despite being born in Nigeria, it does not automatically result in citizenship. He never knew his father and was subject to a difficult upbringing with an abusive mother. It then resulted in Fawaz being illegally, illegally trafficked as a 14-year-old into the UK from Nigeria and placed into modern slavery. Wow. Fawaz was able to escape in the building where he was being kept and was then placed into care. At the age of 18, he was no longer the responsibility of the care system and therefore had to apply for an extension to remain in the country to give him the ability to work. But it was refused. And this is the stuff of the movies. Even though his application was refused, Fawaz was unable to be deported due to having no passport, along with the Nigerian and Lebanese embassies, both declaring that Fawaz is not Nigerian nor Lebanese. His father did not name him as one of his sons before he died, making him stateless. The legal battle continued for a number of years, and in order to pay, in order to try and deal with it, setbacks, he was being handed. Fawaz began boxing in 2012. It soon became clear just how talented he was, and at age 24, he had achieved the unthinkable by winning the national amateur championships, whilst also becoming an England international. He is the latest to join Everlast's existing stable of elite athletes, which includes Josh Taylor, Connor Ben. Sonny Edwards, Jack Catterall, Liam McGregor, Chantel Cameron, Liam Smith, Jaza Dickens, Archie Sharp, Craig Richards, Natasha Jonas, Rama Ali, Jordan Gill, and Hopi Price. Wow. Great list. In signing a long-term partnership with the premier fights, uh, fight sports and fitness brand, the athletes will use Everlast equipment and wear the new great sportswear range. Battle-tested in one of the toughest athletic environments, Everlast products have been imagined by 100 years in the gym, designed and engineered to empower your best self, says the press release. Elsewhere, Salida Promotions signs promotional extension with Shojahan Ergashev. Salida Promotions proudly announces the re-signing of undefeated WBA number 10, IBF number 4, and WBO number 11, and Ring Magazine number 8 ranked super lightweight Shojahan, descendant of Tamerlane, Ergashev to a multi-year long-term promotional contract extension. The 30-year-old Southpaw Ergashev, who's 21 and 0 with 19 knockouts, originally hails from Ramahan, Uzbekistan, but is living and training in, in Detroit at the Kronk Gym with Tyson Fury trainer Javan Sugarhill Stewart. A star in the making, Ergashev has already made several impressive appearances on national television, including a spectacular highlight reel body shot knockout. Uh, over normally durable gatekeeper Adrian Estrella in January 2020, an impressive fourth-round knockout of a veteran Abdiel Ramirez, as well as a third-round knockout over the then top-10 rated Sonny Fredrickson, and a 10-round unanimous decision over previously unbeaten Mikhail Fox. 
Ergashev fought twice like last year, scoring a pair of first-round knockouts over domestic competition in his homeland. Wow. Hmm. After winning on the weekend, Trevor Bryan accepts Daniel Dubois' call. Trevor Bryan successfully defended his WBA World Heavyweight title belt on Saturday night before swiftly responding to a message from across the Atlantic sent by Juan Daniel Dubois. Dubois is in mandatory position and next in line for a shot at the WBA title after the governing body granted Brian permission for voluntary defense against the largely unknown Jonathan Guidry. The unbeaten Brian, who's 22-0, made harder work of the fight than many probably imagined, and the 32-year-old had to rely on scorecards, which recorded a split decision victory for the New Yorker. Dubois, who's now 17-1, quickly acknowledged his future opponent's victory before adding ominously, but you are in my way. See you soon. Brian readily accepted his next challenge and indicated that he is prepared for an away fixture for what will be a second defense of the belt he won by defeating Bermain Stiverne at the beginning of last year. Indeed, we will, little homie, responded the executor of 15 knockouts, because as I said in my campaign overseas, we'll be starting very soon. Brian signed off by borrowing the catchphrase of the volleyball former heavyweight contender Shannon Briggs. Finally, uh, in an upcoming fight, uh, as I said earlier, Keith, Keith Thurman is full of rumination as he heads into his first fight week in nearly three years after that, uh, that coincides with the start of Black History Month. Thurman, the former unified world welterweight champion, takes on former super lightweight world champion Mario Barrios in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino on February 5th. Um, to kick off Black History Month, Thurman took a moment to pen an open letter to fight fans ahead of his ring return. Today is February 1st, he said, and as I look forward, as I look towards uh, fight week, I am feeling a little bit of every emotion. I feel excitement, anticipation, a little bit of angst, a little bit of nerves. This is the start of Black History Month. In America, you grow up writing tons of essays in school, getting to learn about all the great ancestors before us. Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, George Washington Carver. Black history, like any ethnicity, brings pride. Not pride in an egotistical sense, but pride in those who have set great examples for those to come. Well, Keith, we look forward to your battle, and uh, congratulations to you and uh, Mario Barrios. And uh, that takes us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe and hit that notification bell. I'll see you at 4 p.m. this afternoon, Eastern Daylight Time, when I join Mike or at four for Knuckle Up.